0: I'm gonna tell you something. I'm Star Lord. I formed the Guardians, met a girl, fell in love. That girl
1: died, but then she came back. Came back a total dick.
2: Oh, please. He left out some important information,
0: but that is the
2: gist of it.
1: My sacred mission is to create the perfect society. He didn't want to make things perfect. He just hated things the way they are.
0: I know that I am grateful to fight this side my friends.
1: Incinerate them. We were always searching for a family
0: until we found each other. Are you ready? For one last ride?
1: Way together into the forever Life. and beautiful
0: sky whoever it was that you were in love with it sounds more like her her That's do ridiculous. not bring me into this <laughs> <laughs> knock it off what
1: never noticed how black your eyes were they were replaced
0: by my father as a method of torture
1: he he picked a pretty set and welcome back to the cinematic world podcast everyone my name is Dwayne, and today we have our official review for guardians of the galaxy volume 3 of course from james gunn the new head of DC, which is very interesting. Before we get into the review, I am joined by some guests from the Cinemania World team. First, we have, from the box office report show, we have Larry. Larry, hello.
2: Hey, feels kind of weird. Not like scrambling pulling up box office mojo hoping that they have their stuff updated on the show <laughs> on a weekend especially but we're here for we're here for a review this weekend
1: hey eh? it's very good to have you here larry as well i know it feels weird not to have box office mojo up while you're here on the show but everyone we are also joining from the cinema world team and geekly goods we have leo leo hello hey
0: what's going on y'all excited to talk some guardians volume three baby Shit, that was awesome. I can't wait to talk about it.
1: It's very good to have you here, as always, my friend. And yes, we are talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The Guardians are back at it again for the third time for one last ride. Of course, we have all the previous Guardians of the Galaxy members returning. We have Chris Pratt, Zoe Zaldano, Dave Bautista, Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, I guess, uh, Karen Gillen, and Palm Clementife all returning with some new members of the cast for this movie. We have Will Poulter, we have Chuck Woody, Iwoji as the high evolutionary. And uh yeah, we have The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We have been waiting for this for a very what it seems like it's been like a very long time. Guardians Volume 2 was way back in 2017 which is six years ago and that is wow. just insane uh the last time we saw the guardians before love and thunder was in full in end game and uh yeah the guardians are back so let's get into the review this has been an anticipated movie by many people so let's get right into it larry let's start with you what did you think about guardians of the galaxy volume three
2: yeah, we talked a little bit about how we've been feeling with superhero movies and MCU films heading into them on our last box office show. And I I got to Dwayne, I feel like I'm the bigger like little MCU simp boy these days, which is a shock mm-hmm. between he and I cuz I still get pretty hyped for each and every one. And I was getting really hyped for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I was a little bit skeptical because I don't love that second guardians film um it's in my bottom tier of the mcu uh so we'll you know we'll james, see but james. uh but james Wa- uh james guns suicide squad was awesome it was a lot of fun and i love the characters overall and i was particularly really interested to see where they were going with Gamora post-endgame? Like, what What are we going to do with this character? And handle her situation. And the trailers looked great. They looked sad, which, you know, is right at my aesthetic. So I was ready to go. I saw it in IMAX at the little IMAX like fan mm-hmm. event preview that they did. And I have to say, I I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I came out... Fully satisfied. I honestly don't think there was much better way to send these characters off to like give this team at least its goodbye, its swan song film, uh, as obviously James Gunn is leaving to take on DC.
1: Um, and I definitely wouldn't want anybody else to do like a Guardians 4. I mean, at this point, it's his, these are his movies, you know?
2: Yeah. And I think there's obviously room, particularly for characters and the team to come back. But Mm -hmm. as you said, they don't need to come back in their own film, per se. Come back for the next Avengers movie or whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I thought it was great. It was really emotionally charged, but it was also funny. The adventure was fun. The plot itself is a little bit messy. It's It's a little stuffed, if you will. But I'm so glad that we focused on Rocket and this was like Rocket's feature, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it made me just love that little guy even more. So yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was great.
1: Uh, yeah, I would have to agree. I thought it was a really good time. I thought it was finally the MCU kind of returning to its form a little bit as far as storytelling goes. Um, I don't think... I think why the people are there's so many reactions calling it the best since Endgame is probably because this is probably the most even though the movie is kind of it's it's kind of separated in a lot of ways regarding the story. I think this is the most compact and straightforward story that of characters that we already know and you know it's not some big earth bending thing that has to be done like a Doctor Strange multiverse of madness it's still kind of a grounded story between the guardians one villain and i think that's what we've been missing from this uh from this universe so uh, let's go to you Leo what did you think about Guardians to the Galaxy Volume 3
0: Oh i loved it i loved it i had an absolute blast now i will say i think in terms of since in game it what it does well is the visuals <laughs> I don't feel oh, for like sure, yeah. I was really taken out with the visual effects, whereas there are some <laughs> some selections since in game where the visual effects are not quite up to par. This definitely felt like you were in space with the Guardians, so there was a very beautiful visual color palette to go along with this and movie. There's a lot of them. and. A lot oh comics. yeah, there's a lot of really, really nice, good visuals there. Uh, I liked the new characters, the new additions. I thought Adam Warlock. Some people are probably gonna have some issues with that character, but I, I liked the decision made with that character. Uh, I also do love this villain. I think that volume. I think that he might be my favorite Guardians villain. I think that Ego, while Ego was a good villain for Volume Two, I liked this guy so much. Like it was. I'll be honest with you guys. This is what I wanted to see out of Kang. This guy was being menacing. He was, he was someone I absolutely hated to be on screen. So I, I, I guess this villain a lot.
1: I guess that's a good point because I never hated Kang, but I loved Kang probably because no. he's in he's in a, he's in an Ant Man movie like take take them all out. But uh, right, yeah, right. I so I I do agree though. I think. They did a great job of making you really not like high Evolutionary and i um i thought they did a great job with that as well i would i would have to they made him very
0: dislikable so every time like when i first saw him i was like okay well what are we gonna do here but every time this man was on screen i was just like i cannot stand him and had the nerve to be typing and had his hand out making star lord and group wait anyway (laughs) (laughs) i I loved it a lot i think the story was i i actually really like the story i can see what you mean by a little overpacked, larry but I think to make this Rockets movie was a great choice because throughout all of the franchise, his backstory is always, you know, mold over. We never really talk about it. He always, he always uh, changes the subject and we figure out why in this movie. And I think that it's very emotionally charged. I think that it's injected into the story very well. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I think the guardians are, At some of their best when it comes to the family dynamic, they have really gotten comfortable with each other, and you can tell. So, honestly, man, I had a great time, guys. I enjoyed this one.
2: And they split up in this one, but it still stays, like, connected. Unlike, yeah. these, like that's a big problem in the second one is we start splitting up and everybody is like, you know, off on their own little secular missions, but they only really interact with the person or people that they're with. And this one, they split up, but they're still like pretty much in constant communication with everyone else. Uh, it just yeah. didn't feel disjointed like the second one did as they split off to do what they needed to do.
1: Man, I... I don't like that second one. <laughs> In part, yeah, I um, I I think I do agree with you regarding like the best Guardians villain, um, because e- e- ego was great, but ego is not the villain until like the second half of the movie. Yeah, so it doesn't really strike as like a great great villain because you know it's uh it's not for the entire film. Whereas this, like, you got a little bit of the backstory of him as well too, along with Rocket and that connection, and I thought that all worked really well. Uh, yeah, I love the movie. I thought the visuals were great. Just a little warning: if you have sensitive eyes, like I do, <laughs> there's like there's moments in this movie where it reminded me of Midsummer with everything being white and bright. Um, but that's not that's not that's not an issue. It's just like if you ha- if you have weak eyes like your boy, then that might be an issue for you. But other than that, I thought the visuals were great. I love when things are going cosmic. Um, when things are going out of world, where you see Earth, uh, there's like another version of Earth in this movie too that I really enjoy, you know, seeing. And uh, yeah, the Guardians were all great. I I don't have much. Uh, I don't have much dislikes or anything with the movie. My main dislikes were. Uh, I think I put it in my tweet was I did not like Adam Warlock. I thought like James James Gunn. I love James Gunn's stories and his uh. And his characters, but a lot of the times he, like, I feel like every character has to be, like, goofy and really, like, dumb. And I really didn't need another one here. And that's kind of how Adam Warlock was in the movie. And I wasn't expecting that because the trailers, the trailers kind of came off that he was gonna be this menacing kind of anti hero along, you know, to fight off with the Guardians. And that's how it starts. That's how it starts. But then eventually he turns into a goof. And I I wasn't really a fan of that, uh, and then another thing for me was that th- it wasn't like a dislike, but it was a more of I wish I saw more of this. And they do a they do a thing with uh with um Peter Quill here that you know in the beginning that I don't want to spoil, but there's something like he he has, there's a new personality trait of him in the very beginning of the movie that sets the tone really well, and I wish we saw more of that uh just how like you know how the past few years have been really affecting him and stuff like that to make him go down this road so th- I, I wish we would have saw more of that before we got into like the big overarching story here and i guess if you have a two hour and a half movie so maybe some other things could have been cut out in place to put more of those emotional weights in the movie in here too because everyone has a moment but um specifically for Peter Quill, that was just something that I really liked that they were doing because it is it is a little darker. And um that's been like a criticism, oddly enough, with the movie about how dark it is. And I'm like, damn, this is kind of what I've been wanting for a little bit from the MCU. So I was I was fine with it. And I thought the the movie set the tone off really, really well as far as it being more of a darker toned um Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um Larry, where do you stand regarding that? criticism of the movie of people calling it too harsh and too dark uh
2: i think it's ridiculous <laughs> i don't think i mean it's yes it's heavy i would say it's heavy yeah. it's not dark so yeah i
1: would say yeah i agree like I agree.
2: it you know it packs a lot of emotional weight to the story right, right. and to what we're exploring but i mean it's not it still doesn't reach like it never tries to be BVS or something. you know, like it never tries to be that era of superhero movie uh, bl- spl- spl- uh, whatever the spawn or blade or nothing like that. Right So um, I think I liked Adam Warlock. Uh, I thought he was a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I have no that. attachment to that character, though, so maybe that's part of it. I just know he's supposed to be beautiful and powerful and gold. Um, (laughs) That's all I know about Adam Warlock. I have no attachment. I will say, though, I actually thought, particularly after a certain event happens in the film, his character needed a little bit more focus because he really kind of feels like the side mission for most of the movie. Like, he's just like this random side thing that's happening, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And something happens in the film that should really adjust his character and it, it kind it, of does but it, one of our heroes actually yeah. adjusts his character more like the actions of one of the guardians uh adjust his mindset more than what actually happened so that's where i was earlier uh, because i actually agree with you as well about peter quill a lot of these characters have like small moments mm-hmm. but there's just so much and i understand that's part of the The difficulty of making a team up film where you have such a huge team like Guardians of the Galaxy and then you're adding in more people is the, the plot can easily get overstuffed. And I think they do an okay job of trying to streamline that. But then they start introducing character stuff that we don't get quite enough time with, like peter quill at the opening like adam Mm -hmm. warlock who has a story developing but it doesn't really so we're kind of stuck with a lot of these characters getting small moments to to push forward but not able to delve into them unlike you know rocket who obviously gets the development of the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought Gamora actually got a great arc in this film as well. Nebula got yeah. a great arc. Most of them I mean they do a good job. Like that's again, I think they do a good job for the most part. There's just a couple in here that I wish got more time. And I think there is a little bit of a pacing thing through the second act and I hey, I couldn't tell because every now and then they do they do the MCU thing. I will say that where we get this really emotional moment and then it's intercut with some kind of joke punchline in there. Mm, yeah, Like a face will get distorted or, uh, you know, something kind of silly happens mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh no, <laughs> we didn't need that. J- like that joke. Cause the movie's funny. And I laughed at a lot of the jokes, yeah, but they yeah. didn't need to intercut there. So I think that was, Uh, An issue I had is, again, it doesn't happen every time, but it happens a little bit too often. And I think the flashbacks were obviously needed because they were the main heat of this. They just weren't integrated as smoothly as you would expect. No, they were just like
1: cut. They would just just like cut cut into a flashback instead of like... Yeah, mm
2: -hmm. they did like a rocket uh, scene, maybe twice in the whole movie. They'd show rocket and then they'd cut. All the rest of the times we were just like sitting around a table, and boom, we cut to like <laughs> the past. And you're like, Oh, yeah. okay. And I think that that also led to a little bit of a, a pacing inconsistency yeah. in the second act.
1: Yeah, it's a little tough when you're trying to add the flashbacks into the movie and stuff like that. Cause, um, yeah, I, I, I would i i would have to agree um yeah most of most of the the, the funny stuff with like the jokes landed for me some of them i felt like was going a little bit too long and um you know it was like very rare there was one joke about oh what was it they were sitting at a table and they were talking about like i think i think uh i think nebula and uh mantis was like doing a thing. And I just felt like it just, it just wasn't working for me at all. It just really, I was like, dude, let's move on. Let's get to our points here. I, you don't have to, cause you don't have to hold on with these jokes for like five minutes. You know, I, especially when the audience is not laughing, my audience was not laughing at that. Were part you okay too.
2: with Cosmo's ongoing joke?
1: I was cause I figured okay. at the end it's going <laughs> to get, I figured at the end it was going to get paid <laughs> off and I was like, okay, you know, I, I was I was fine with that, and it's a dog. I mean, I, come on, I'm gonna be biased. Well, well, I
2: feel like you would have been biased against it. We all know, we
1: know. No, it's it's oh, no. I, but I nah, at least I nah. I know I I, I know what Cos I know what Cosmo is. So I mean, I I was expecting that. It wasn't as cheesy as like a dog's journey, where it's like. <laughs> <laughs> although I am although Strays is going to be the best movie of the year, clearly, but uh. Yeah, I, I thought Cosmo was great, actually. I thought I thought, I thought Cosmo was a lot of fun. And I like the change, because usually Cosmo's a boy, but I like the change of having... I forget her name. Maria Bakalova. Yeah, I think that was a great casting. From me. a boret too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a that was great casting. And bodies,
2: but, um, bodies, bodies. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, and BBB. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I would have to agree a lot with what you're saying, uh, Larry. I do think... I, I think the movie could have been shaved down to, like maybe a 15 maybe 10 minutes i don't think it needed to be two and a half hours but uh i still thought it i still thought it went pretty quickly you know um and i i still thought by the end everything was paid off here and everything had a point as to why they were happening um i loved groot in here i'm finally glad we had Groot. Groot is like grown now again um so that was like fun uh, I got, I got Hulk vibes from Groot in a good way. Like I hate current Hulk right now, but you know, Groot kind of reminded me of old school Hulk in some ways. And I thought that was a lot of fun. And, um, the action set pieces again, were also really, really good, but, um, let's go back to that tone, um, discussion. Did you get your thoughts on that Leo regarding, like, did you think some of the movie was too dark for audiences?
0: um no not necessarily i think like you i wanted something different if we would have just got a retread of volume one and volume two there would be nothing to make this stand out on its own and be special so i didn't have an issue with the dark tone at all i thought that it was injected into the usual guardians vibe very well i actually liked the jokes i thought that It works in the Guardian setting. This kind of humor doesn't work in every single Marvel film, but it worked Mm -hmm. here, (coughs) love and thunder, but it worked here. And I thought that it was presented very well. I got to disagree on the Adam Warlock though. I love my boy, Adam. I thought it made sense how he was acting because he was out of the cocoon. Um, So I just kind of felt it made sense for the character to me um but what what larry but i just i i don't know i that's how i felt about autumn waterlock but i think i think if the guardians journey hasn't been pitched perfect and it would be a little unrealistic to have this like oh hokey jokey kind of deal a third time around like there mm-hmm. again there'd be nothing to make this different and i think Coming from in game and all the things that have happened with this team, I think it makes sense to make things a little bit darker. I mean, what I do love about this entire franchise is they did not go back and just inject this new Gamora with new memories and, or, oh, somehow she magically remembered the other Gamora's memories. Like, no, there's none of that that happened. So that's a living consequence of what happened from in game. So I love that there's this consequence over the Guardian's heads the whole time. They lost a family member, even though she still lives. And that arguably could be worse than the sacrifice that she made. And so I love playing with that conflict throughout the movie, presenting this new Gamora, quote unquote, if you will, who is a bit of a outsider to this Mm -hmm. family. But to them, she's... Gamora she's a integral part of the family but it's this cool dynamic that you could only get from like a superhero movie
1: and I also like the fact that she's not with them like like the movie and is not like starting off and like Gamora's there but she just doesn't understand she's not with them at all she goes and does her own thing before this movie even starts you know she's yep. she's with her own different her own new kind of people and stuff and she's completely made a whole new you know life for her so i actually really like that and i just like the way it ended regarding her and peter and the way they wrapped that up i thought because if it would have ended the way we all expected it to um i don't think it would have worked too well so i, oh, I like what, yeah, really what they did yeah i really like what they did and and she has a bit though so the trailer that was playing before here before the uh the show here um there's a part where she like shoves peter and i love that scene because that what she says is like, I just really like the dialogue of her talking about how, you know, she's pretty much saying, without giving away any big spoilers, but she's pretty much saying that, you know, I don't have to be what you expect me to be. And I just really liked all of that with her character here. Um, and yeah, I thought that was all great. Yeah, and um, I
2: loved what they did with Gamora.
1: Yeah, I really, really liked Same. it because you, you could have been, you could have went really cliche with it. And I'm glad they didn't uh okay, nebula so, too
0: i i, I yeah. think i'm sorry duane to cut cut into you i think that this movie just really dives deeply into the deep anxieties of most of these characters and it just mm-hmm. it exposes it. it so well
1: also too, i just love the. i just also love how close nebula now is with the group too right? yeah like, um she's right? <laughs> super close to with the group and i really really like that it was a nice change from her character and like she probably she's probably had the biggest arc from the first guardians oh, to mm-hmm. now and i think a lot of her time with tony you know in endgame and the beginning of that really helped and then her arc throughout that movie and you know get a- getting out of her father's shadow i just i really really liked what they did with nebula here and um yeah we love long. nebula yeah, I thought I that was, him. yeah, I thought it was all great. I thought that was all great. Um, okay, I so. You, Dwayne. I loved Groot
2: too. I was.
1: I loved Groot. I was like, I was, I was so, so nervous. Yes. I was Groot. so
2: nervous because I didn't know if I loved his design or not. Like looking right. at him, I was like, oh, he looks a little bit like kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but. Oh, my gosh. We kind of got back to Groot from the first movie. Like, he wasn't right. as big. He wasn't yeah. the same still. But he was kind of the heart of this movie overall. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He mm-hmm. had that warmth to him that obviously, like, mm-hmm. teenage Groot. And, like, these other Groots haven't been able to have. And I just, I loved it. I loved Groot so much again. I mean, I've yeah. always loved him. Teenage Groot, I don't know too much. But the rest, I've loved. <laughs> I, I loved I, him I, as a little guy. I loved him in yeah. the first
1: one. So what's he I supposed to be again? here? Is he supposed to be like in his 20s, something I like can, that? Is yeah, a like a
0: young adult. Uh, like a college?
1: So this is like college Groot yeah, or something? this is college
0: Groot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like post-college, because the yeah, holiday yeah. one was like college group, And this is yeah, like, oh, he's... Groot just graduated. Like. No, yeah, and he's... I love yeah.
2: what they did with Gamora to make her more of an outsider with Groot, mm-hmm. even. Like, just yeah, right. small things. I loved <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So all that good. stuff. going to keep like saying that. <laughs> all,
1: all that stuff just really puts a smile on my face, and it makes me miss. I'm really going to miss James Gunn's touch on the MCU. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's moving me. on to DC... But it's going to be, that was one of the things we were all, we were getting the ending of the guardians here, but we were also getting the ending of James Gunn in the MCU. And I'm mm-hmm. really going to miss, cause like a lot of directors just does not do small stuff like that to where at the yeah. end, like, okay, the stuff with Cosmo, the stuff with Gamora and Groot, Nebula and like Drax and Mantis, they had a little thing at the end, like all that yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, what's going to pay off at the end. And then when, um, man, I am a sucker I'm a sucker for like team up stuff and the big kind of walk, I guess as it, it is kind of spoiled in the trailers, <laughs> the big walk, you know that they do in every movie, it's it's great.
0: But here Amazing.
1: because a character has returned, I won't say it's so good. There's a hallway fight thing. It's oh, in the trailer so too and it's so good. And then like I feel like something when something happened with, with Groot and a character, you know, um, you know, and that seeing that finally come together was like, oh, my God, I've been waiting for that for the entire movie because that goes back to the first one with Groot and stuff like that. And I just I thought that was all just really, really good. Um, yeah. One last complaint before we get out of here, Uh-oh. man. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> man, man, I was fighting about this with Leo in the chat for a little bit. And I know I'm gonna fight about it with Hannah when we whenever we do Cinematic Live this weekend. Kevin, why do you hate mask? God, man, there's a there, okay. So there's a thing with a character here. I'm gonna say, actually, yeah, yeah, I'll just say Star Lord. There's a thing with Star Lord here that he do at the end to make you think something's gonna happen. And I was like, well, if you had your mask, you'd be fine but for some reason it's gone it's just vanished star lord does not have his mask in the movie and i hate it and i i love and it's not even like like these sometimes some of these masks that they come up with the with the mcu are really nice like captain marvel's mask in the first movie is so dope and then it's never to be seen again i don't think it's going to come back in the marvels and uh you know it wasn't an end game it's never going to be seen again it's gone it's done Star Lord's mask, those little those little glowing red dots. I love them. They're never gonna be seen again because he does not have them in this movie. And uh, Leo said it's not needed. I don't understand what that means. It's his. What do you mean it's not needed? What man? I mean that
0: uh, you don't have to have it. Why not? <laughs> like, he would have got- he
1: would have got through a certain section if he did. Oh, he
2: got <laughs> you, Leo. <laughs> Leo, man.
1: Uh oh. That's literally because that same <laughs> thing happens. Just give me a second. That's- <laughs> That same thing this happens to Gamora. Doesn't that happen in Gamora in the first one? And then he fixed it with what?
2: The mask.
1: Okay, so what are we doing wait, wait, here? Wait, don't he lose it? What wait, Doesn't wait? he lose it in the second
0: one? No, he had it in Endgame. In Infinity
1: one. War. He nah, had it. He didn't
0: have it in no Endgame. What
1: you mean, Leo? I just yeah. watched Endgame. He had it in Endgame. What are you talking about?
2: All right. All right. <laughs> when he comes through that little portal,
1: he has it, and he's had it. He has. No, he he's wearing it during the fight.
2: Yeah, during the fight.
0: So, so listen, uh, let,
1: me look, let me look at that holiday special. I think something. Not the
2: holiday special. Now. He said. <laughs> Leo said, "Rocket doesn't snatch the mask away in the holiday something special
0: with that mask or something." Man. I mean, okay. Usually,
2: I'm not really on board with Dwayne and these masks either, but. Loki, he got a little bit of a point On this one um, they, uh, switched, they switched outfits And it just doesn't make This one doesn't make sense Because they're a space team So if you're a human being in space yes. Why the hell are you roaming around there Without a mask ready to go Because at any time Your ass could be in outside
1: <laughs> hey, hey Leo, check the, check that chat real quick Check the Cinemania World chat Just real oh, quick, go oh, ahead oh, real quick. No. Check it Leo Oh. You're not check- oh, he checked him down. Yeah, go ahead, Leo. What's oh, on his face?
0: Boy. <laughs> <What's> on- <laughs> Wait, Wait, that ain't Star Lord, homie. Yes, no, it is. What are you it. talking about? Alright, alright.
1: <laughs> alright, you got a point. You got a okay. point. Okay, listen, listen, and I know it's not a big deal. I know it's like Dwayne. Like, listen, I get it. It's, it's not fine. a big it's not a big deal. But I I love these things. I put these like I I, I love these masks. I ha- I don't like Ant-Man and the Ant-Man mask is sitting right behind me. I love these masks. Use them. Fuck! <laughs> like like it, was so, it was so refreshing last year when uh, the Batman came out, and I think you see Robert Pattinson, the actor, twice because Batman is wearing his. He's in his. He's in his gear, and he doesn't have a button that poofs his mask off like everyone else has, like Ant Man. Oh my God, Ant Man! The entire final battle. In order to speak, they had to have their mask off. I'm like, why? You can speak through it. Fuck. Uh, anyway. well,
0: I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Do you want some muffly sound, or would you oh. rather them just go ahead and get the mask off and start? So you talking? can't hear you can't I hear Iron Man muffly. when he has his
1: mask you can't hear Iron Man when he has his mask on.
0: That's an Iron Man mask, yeah. man. All oh, the masks ain't like that. I don't talking to oh, Well, how about no way home?
1: Where like they're like fuck, you know? Tom Holland Spider Man, he has like a button for his mask, but these other two blokes, they don't have their buttons. They're so snatching they they're snatching their masks off. Yeah, they're just <laughs> taking them off every ten minutes, and I'm like, no, God. No, we got to see Andrew's face, man. They they want us to see the faces, the <laughs> vulnerable
0: emotions.
1: And I didn't notice this about the MCU maybe until like last year, until Love and Thunder, then everyone's mask was just like poofing off. You know, and Doctor Strange, they're fine because Doctor Strange has like a bare face. He doesn't have any mask. But in Love and Thunder, I was like, man, this is getting kind of annoying. You see, What's going do you on?
0: Right? I mean, Everybody's stand-
1: right? Everybody standing. Everybody's standing around. This? Mask. Who?
2: Or he only had that one goofy. He mask. had that he goofy mask. He doesn't wear a mask. No, any no, other I'm not time, talking
1: about. Though. No, no, it, it, yeah, I, I'm, I'm talking about how it, it caught me <laughs> off guard. That, yeah, like she me? just landed, and then her mask just poofed off. I said, "What?" <laughs> I was like. <laughs> it was like
0: you get said, too caught up on his mask. I know, oh, I know. I well, know. Dwayne want people just <laughs> listen. You just can
1: standing make it.
0: around looking at each other in mask. so you can't. Okay, so you can okay. so you, their... you
1: can't hear Deadpool when he's talking.
0: Listen, man. I want to see Deadpool's okay. face. I want to see the expressions. I want to see the emotion. I don't. No, I don't want to just if, see a mask. If
1: you're a good actor, I'll be all right. Like when 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 Robert Pattinson was looking at that kid. Did you not know what he was thinking? Ooh. Or did you need well, him has to a actually? Bottom mask but did gone. you? But like, did you need he, him to take off his mask exposed. so you could so you can see what he Oh, He's he sad. His mask is off. Eyes. He has exposed <laughs> eyes. though. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Man, like he can't has exposed
0: too. eyes and mouth. Like, Daredevil, that mask is not that,
1: in, that mask in Daredevil Born Again is mouth. gonna be non-existent. It's gonna be gone. The mask, it's Ooh. gonna be over. It's gonna be But gone.
0: he's got an exposed mouth and his eye slits. Like oh, these other people have these robotic
1: man. eyes, no mouth. You think, you, th- you think in the comments he's like, Oh man, they don't know that they don't know that Iron Man's sad. Let's take off the mask. So that you can know that he's sad.
0: It's comics! It can draw sadder
1: right. eyes! Anyway, everyone, that is it. Wait, I have
2: one more positive. <laughs> to end on a positive for this dang movie, I just loved that basically the core of the film, first of all, if you know me, you know I'm all about that animal life. Mm-hmm. So to have a film come out so anti-animal testing <laughs> and so blatant, pretty much, and it's like, stop testing on animals message i thought was great yeah, first of all I the, um, yeah i thought
1: the way it wrapped it up too was and it was
2: so good but too uh at the end of the day this is what i think really again differentiates it so much from like guardians of the galaxy 2 they have that snarky humor here again because you know it's the guardians eh? they're, they're a little bit snarky but i feel like guardians 2 took that a little too far and it was a little bit mean-spirited amongst the team members particularly Drax and Mantis I didn't yeah, like hate it.
1: that I hated that I did that.
2: not like it at all this time it was a lot more playful but i yeah. think the reason yeah. for that is that this film at its core was really just like about empathy and understanding mm-hmm.
1: and like, oh
2: the it was scene about, ugh, it was just about understanding each other and understanding I agree. others and i thought that was really beautiful and well done
1: there's a scene, and it's not a big, big. It's not a big spoiler or anything, but there is a scene. Um, if you are like, oh, I don't want to, oh, I don't want oh, think about this movie, then like spoilers, I guess. But there's a scene where, if you want to get that arc between mantis and Drax from Guardians two to now, it's like she says something hurtful to him, and then she makes him forget about it. I love that. I thought that was really good. <laughs> I thought that was really good. I thought that was because it's it's symbolizing what you said as far as like empathy and feeling bad for everyone around you and stuff. So I really like I like that scene a lot. And so, it had a
2: lot to do with Nebula's character arc too. Yeah, I thought it was right. really well done.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I thought that was all really good. But um, that's that's it. No more rant on mask, I guess for a while, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. That's our <laughs> review for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'll go around get everyone's social medias. Larry, why don't you let everyone know they can follow you.
2: Yeah, you can find me over on YouTube at Chili Boy Productions, Instagram Chili Boy Productions,
0: and on Twitter at Chili Boy YT.
1: All right, and Leo.
0: Y'all, you can find me over on YouTube. Just search up Geekly Goods. There will be a logo with two Gs. That's me. Come on over. Sub to the channel if you're new, and hey, if you're on social media, go ahead and hit me up at Geekly Goods. I'm across all platforms under that name. Dwayne, thanks a lot, man.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. My, I just love this chat because like nobody knows why we're arguing, and I just put like a picture, and it's, just, it's funny. Um, all right, everyone. You can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94, and follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry, and that was Leo. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.